0: Lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most intimate details in an effort to help everyone everywhere lead better laid lives. And my guest today, I'm so excited to introduce to you, is Monica. Welcome, Monica. Thank you so much. So good to be here. So happy to have you. Can you <laughs> tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, for example, where you're from and what you do? I'm from New Jersey. And I'm a doctor, currently working in New York City. And can you tell us how you identify orientation and pronouns? Female, she, her, and hetero. Okay. And will you tell us, what was the feeling in your family around sex as you were growing up?
1: Honestly, I am the first born of an immigrant family, Indian immigrant family. Mm-hmm. So never spoke about sex growing up. It was never a conversation okay if there was a scene in a movie that was even slightly romantically or like racy in any way it would be fast forwarded like it was not ever a conversation we could have okay
0: but you grew up in new jersey i did (laughs) and did you go to public schools i did Mm -hmm. so what was your sex ed like i think my first
1: sex ed class or talk was in fifth grade And, you know, the typical how to put a condom on a banana type of thing. My teacher was the one who informed us about sex ed, you know, that
0: type of thing. But very, very informal, very awkward. Yeah. And how would you describe your relationship with sex today? Now that I'm 28, it's
1: amazing. <laughs> but honestly, not until this year, would I say that it was really, yeah, I think just, just the way that I perceive it, experience it, participate in it is so different
0: now than I did ever before. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm so excited to hear these details. <laughs> Will you walk us through that kind of give us an overview of progression, perhaps like where you started and where you are now? So I lost my
1: virginity at 18 throughout high school. I never like really had a boyfriend or like I never really was, you know, I guess sexually involved with anyone, not even on like a very like first or second base level even same. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> like, I think my like sexual experiences first
0: occurred in college, okay. like my year of college I would say what about Um, kisses and things like that like no first base second base. like as a kiss count as first base what are we counting as bases here so no like I didn't even romantically kiss anyone
1: in in high school either like like, almost no contact (laughs) and do you remember what your feelings
0: around that were
1: I felt so I went to a high school that was very I want to say clicky like very stereotypical like jocks cheerleaders that type of thing like nerds goth people and like i think that at that time i could tell that my like peers were sexually you know i guess experienced or like at least gaining some especially yeah. through, like junior and senior year a lot of them were coupled up like had boyfriends girlfriends things like that and i kind of felt like hmm like i'm can't relate at all to these people yeah. But I never felt pressured to want to do that. I didn't. I never felt ready. I would say during high school, I never felt sexually mature enough to even want that kind of stuff. Okay.
0: And were your what was your friend group like? And also, did you have siblings, particularly older siblings? Or I'm the oldest sibling. Okay. And I have two younger siblings, but uh, five and seven years younger. So oh,
1: wow. there, was, there was a gap between right. me and my siblings. My friend group was very eclectic. I think I was kind of like the type of person who was friendly with everyone. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a
0: clique that I conformed to, I would say. But I was friendly with everyone. Okay, so you weren't like getting dirty details from best friends or anything. I didn't I didn't have that either. Actually, I was very similar. I was just sort of a floater.
1: Yeah. And I would say like, I think that the people that I was closest to in high school were around the same type of sexual maturity level that I was. So yeah. I really wasn't close to
0: people who were already who are already like sexually active yeah i would say yeah okay and okay last question before i let you move on to virginity things what about your sexual relationship with yourself in younger years like were you aware of masturbation or anything like that
1: i was aware of masturbation i think since i was probably in high school i would say that i was aware of it and where you doing it i'm 28 years old now. And I've actually never masturbated my entire life. Not even once. Really? Not even once. I've never watched porn. I've never masturbated. I've never had the urge to. I don't know why. But I, I consider myself a very sexual person. Like I'm very, I like being physically intimate.
0: Okay, so good. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, but before I hear your other stories. Yeah. Do you get horny in between partners, like in between partnered sex? Okay. I actually kind of put this together this year. Uh-huh. So
1: I was in a relationship for seven years. So that was kind of like consistent. And I, I lived with my partner for a huge chunk of that. So oh. so it wasn't like, uh, I never really felt so horny to the point where I couldn't access sex
0: if I wanted yeah. it. Oh, that's kind of amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, there are always like, you know, sometimes your partner doesn't want to have sex right. when you want to have sex. And like there were times, but I would just get over it,
0: you know, just, yeah. like continue watching TV or something like that. Really? But, like, Wait, um, did you feel sad? I think I'd feel very sad if. Oh, always. Yeah. <laughs> always. I don't know. Like, obviously, being
1: rejected in terms of like sex, you always think it has something to do with you, even though it doesn't. Like, it's yeah. just based on someone else's mood. Like there were times where I was not in the mood. And it's not that I didn't find my partner attractive
0: or anything like that. I just, you're just not there in the headspace. If if I'm stressed, I definitely have that. But I definitely feel like with my past, I've had very few long-term relationships. And I think in my past relationships, at least this feels true right now. I could be maybe an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend would be like, no, that's wrong. But I feel like I was always able to like get them on my level if I was feeling feisty. And I feel like if, if not, I feel like I would have been, I feel like it would hurt my feelings a lot. I
1: think that I've always been the type of person who, like if my partner wanted to have sex, nine times out of 10, even if I didn't want to, I would just do it because mm. I just, it's a connection that you want to feel and it always brings you closer to that partner. So even if I was in the mood, I would still do it anyways, or I, yeah. I would get myself in the mood. I'd be like, can you help me get in the mood? <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. But then, like, also, I've noticed, like, a lot of times, like, and I've only experienced this one because I think I've only had like one long-term relationship. That, mm-hmm. like, if my partner is in the mood and I'm in the mood, I did tend to feel rejected. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, definitely, I took it personally every time. <laughs> I would do. I'd be like, "Don't you want me? No, <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with me? No." But looking back now, I think I can understand that. You have to be in the mood a lot of times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned a lot too about responsive desire and just communicating based on what actually works in your life. Although it's been so long in my own personal life since I've had regular sex available to me because my I had a long-term partner for a couple of years, but he was a married person with an arrangement. And so like for an agreement, not an arrangement, different things, <laughs> an agreement with his wife. <laughs> are such different okay. things. So we only get to see each other once every every other week. Okay. I'm I'm wandering and getting <laughs> distracted. So you had partnered sex for the first time at 18. Yes, I did. Can you walk us through what you remember about it and like your feelings leading up to it mm-hmm. during, after all of it, all the juicy details? Okay. So it was with this guy in college was a couple years
1: older. I think he was like a sophomore, junior, and I was a freshman. He was definitely a crush that I had. Mm -hmm. And I think we probably like only made out the first couple of times that we like hung out. Mm -hmm. And then I want to say like by like, the fourth or fifth hangout, the condom came out. And I was like, Oh, my God, I remember feeling like, oh, my God, like, I've only seen this being put on a banana and, <laughs> you know, like yeah. in like, a condom in real life. What like, did you say? You know? What did
0: you do? Also, how did it come out? Was it in a wallet? Was it just like, Poof, here it is? Like it was, it was in his dorm room. So it was like, by the bed. Got it. Got it. Okay.
1: <laughs> and I remember feeling very intimidated because I was a virgin. I didn't, I don't think he knew that. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him that just because like, I don't know. I think at the time when I was 18, 17, 18 years old, I just imagined that if you let a guy know that you're a virgin, like they get to take something from it. You know what I mean? Like they kind of oh. have a quest like I deflowered a virgin, like yeah. uh, man, you know, and I didn't I just never wanted to give anyone that power. So I I didn't admit that I was a virgin.
0: That is wild because I did not know that when I was in college, and I was like, "I'm a virgin. Don't you want to help me lose my virginity?" And I got three no's. <laughs> like, I like guys were like, "Nope, not gonna touch it. Too big of a deal. Like, not it's too much of a responsibility." I was like, "Please, I want. I, I'm ready. I don't." And it, and I wasn't like, I was precious in the sense of like, I'm gonna make sure I find a good candidate that's not like, you know an asshole. But right, um, right. I guess they were so I don't know, they were so thoughtful that they were just like, No, I don't. Know. <laughs> I actually asked one of them about it recently, because he's a good friend of mine to this day. And he was staying with me uh, back in November for a couple weeks. And I was like, Do you remember rejecting me when I tried to lose my virginity?" He's like, did I? I don't think I would have done that. And I was like, you did. So that's So funny. Okay, nope. so you didn't tell him. No, I didn't tell him. And I was
1: very nervous. I don't know if he could perceive that. Mm -hmm. I was nervous, and I was like, "Go slow." Like I was like, you know, I don't know. I felt clueless the entire time. Yeah. I always kind of imagined that the first time, oh, like a girl has sex, that like there was literally like the popping of a hymen. Like I thought it was gonna like make a noise. (laughs) You know,
0: (laughs) like I. You know, it's very, like, naive, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even as you say that, there's part of my brain that's like, well, could maybe there could, couldn't it? Oh, no, 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 that's not how I am. No. Okay, right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think now looking back on it, I
1: realized that, not to get graphic or anything, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't think I was lubricated or wet yeah, at the time. probably not. And I, think I was so nervous that there's no way I could have gotten wet or lubricated, and, like, I don't remember how the insertion went. It probably went in just because, like, the condom was lubricated. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I don't remember it really hurting that much, to be honest. Okay. Okay. But okay. I remember feeling sore afterwards. Okay. Yeah. I remember feeling that. And I remember feeling, like, did I make the right... Like, I remember having sex for the first time and wondering, like, did I make the right decision? Like, mm. should I have done that? Like, I did kind of feel unsure. Yeah. But yeah. then like, it happened again with the same person and Then I felt like more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I didn't understand the hype in sex at that time. I was like, this is what sex is like, you know, yeah. like, that great, you know, like, I didn't. But like, obviously, I didn't know what I was doing. So also, there's that part, like, I wasn't an active participant in the first sexual acts that I was participating in i guess
0: (laughs) and what just so we can try to understand your feelings around it at the time to put it in context because this is what i'm very interested in lately is just like communicating about like what sex means to us and if you can remember like your 18 year old self who maybe wasn't what did you just say wasn't as into it or was it like the hype i don't know like what were your feelings around it do you remember were you excited to have sex or were you like i just want to do this thing that people are talking about I remember feeling like I'm 18. It's about time that I lose, like lose my virginity.
1: Like I was kind of like bound to happen. Like I'm due, you know, like, like... but I also didn't feel like excited about it. It was just kind of like, oh, that happened. And it wasn't as big of a deal as I always imagined it to be. You know, like it wasn't like this amazing experience that you see in the movies where people are just like. You know, like, I, it just didn't compare at all. And it was very anticlimactic, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think my big takeaways, too, like you said, were just like, wait, am I doing this right? Is, what the fuck is happening? And I remember
1: feeling I enjoyed making out with this person more than having sex with this person. And I oh. still feel that way to this day. Like, making out is my favorite thing to do. <gasps>
0: Will you tell <laughs> us details about why it's your favorite and how it makes you feel and what you like about it and how do you make out and where does your tongue go and what are things yeah. you love and hate? <laughs> god making out is like my favorite thing to do I just love it I just feel
1: like it's so intimate yeah like I I feel like it's more intimate than having sex almost just because like you're face to face you're touching like you can almost cater it to how much you're into the person like you can just like be making out and have your tongue down their throat or you could be very sensual with it and very like calculated and you can have your hands around their neck or like their chin like there's just there's levels to it which I think I I like a lot about making out and honestly that's like probably the biggest foreplay for me is like if they're
0: a good kisser then I'm really in the mood if they're a bad kisser it's not going any further can you tell us your goods and bads like how do you judge
1: oh my god I've had like I've had a really bad kisser one time and it was such a shame because he was so attractive and I was just so physically attracted to him and I was so excited when it was time to like you know get there and then he kissed me and it was just so bad like very slobbery like he would almost like suck on my lips like too hard though like it would literally leave like a hickey on my lips and like it was just too wet. It it, it was, the chemistry was so off and it made me not even want to have sex with him. Like it's oh, just
2: Oh wow.
1: Like I literally asked him to just take me home
2: because really?
1: I was like, I don't want to do this.
0: <laughs> have you ever given feedback kissing cuz that's something that I have yet to do. I've got I've given feedback when it comes to here's how to touch my vagina and my clitoris right. and my lady parts, but like I have never figured out how to give specific kissing feedback. And I was told that I was a bad kisser by my first boyfriend who has since changed his mind. And he took it back. He's like, no, you got good. But I was like, you, you were the bad kid. Like you were the weird one. So we just had like different styles, but I've never given feedback. Have you,
1: I have never given feedback, but my first boyfriend, similarly, I remember like, he was probably like the, like maybe the fourth guy I ever kissed in my life. Mm -hmm. And he was the one who basically taught me how to kiss because he was like, you're doing too much. Like you just need to go like this. And like, he would, he taught me how to kiss. And then we kissed like then because of that, we kissed really well. And I feel like he's the person, he's the yeah, first person yeah. who really taught me how to kiss properly. And ever since then it's been like one of my strong points. <laughs> oh wow. And with wow. this year,
0: seven year relationship. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay.
0: First man to ever
1: make me orgasm wow Actually, i think he's the only man to ever have made me orgasm so far
0: so far okay. so far. yeah will you tell us what makes really good kisses
1: yes it's like the rhythm of it mm-hmm. first it can't be too fast it can't be too slow it's knowing how to take turns and turn your head at the right time
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a combination of just enough tongue pressure where you can, where you know that it's in your mouth, but not too much where you feel like you're choking on it, but not too little that you feel like you need to keep going, like keep grabbing for it. Occasionally some like, you know, lip biting of the other person, but very, you know, like a little nibble. Yeah. I think I like to add in like a, like a neck kiss or like an ear grab, Mm -hmm, you know,
0: mm -hmm. like that. What do you feel about like, okay, how do I describe this on a podcast? if you're watching the youtube video i'm using my hands like there's like top lip bottom lip kissers like are you yes. one or the other like because i feel like sometimes with certain partners i'll get like stuck on one lip or the other and i'm like <laughs> are they doing it on purpose like do they only want me to kiss their bottom or top lip or like sometimes i'm like fighting with the tongue do you know what i'm talking about is that just me that's a major red flag to me because like it is right you might be taking turns yeah. on
1: okay at the top okay. And the side and the sides, like, I can't just do it on this side the whole time. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like, I'll get a neck crick.
1: Exactly. It's supposed to be like an evolving dynamic experience where yeah. like, you know, so I really don't like it when, when someone just like
0: stays on my bottom lip or stays on my top lip because I just get bored yeah. at that point. What do you think makes the difference? Like if we're just musing about it for a moment, I like, is it connection? Is it people paying attention? Or do you think if that's just one of those chemistry things that's unlabelable? I don't even think it's a chemistry thing because I've had really good makeout sessions with people that I don't like,
1: didn't really connect with on an emotional level at all, mm-hmm. and I've had like pretty bad makeout sessions with people that I really liked. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know? Okay. To me, it almost seems like a personality trait. It's just, like, you <laughs> I know, like that. a bad misser. Like, <laughs> and it's not something you could really change after like your adolescence. <laughs>
0: I'm just imagining like the Myers-Briggs personality type, but they're adding new letters like (laughs) GK, bad K. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Okay, so, okay, I want to go back to early partnered sex experiences. So you saw your virginity dude a couple of times, at least more than once, you said. Mm -hmm. did you keep seeing him did that turn into a relationship or did it kind of fizzle like what and I I like relationships because they give us context around sex but we are sex first podcast
1: (laughs) yeah right 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 right
0: I saw him I would say for a few months okay
1: I ultimately got bored with him like I didn't really find him mentally stimulating and I realized that like I was really only seeing him for the physical aspect of our relationship. And I didn't really like, he didn't make me laugh at all, which is a huge part. Uh, yeah. Like connected with someone. Like I just love joking around and, you know, and if I don't feel like I can really do that with someone then I just get bored. So mm-hmm. I think I just kind
0: of fizzled out of that one myself. I think
1: that was the first time I ever ghosted anyone, which is oh, like, Oh, wow. <laughs> was,
0: yeah. was ghosting a, an established thing then, or would that have been? No, let's see. 2009.
1: So. Yeah.
0: No one really. No, they didn't call it ghosting yet, I don't think. Oh. I think that wasn't until a couple years later. <laughs>
1: exactly. So I, like, ghosted
0: someone for the first time.
1: He's still, honestly, I'm 28 now. He still
0: randomly pops up on, like, social media and stuff okay. like and stuff. Yeah. And you didn't orgasm with him. Did he touch you with his hands at all or was it just, like, pure penetration? He did
1: touch me with his hands. He was, he knew what he was doing. Okay. I knew that much.
0: Mm-hmm. He was
1: definitely experienced. And I remember feeling intimidated because I I could tell that he was experienced. Totally. Like he didn't feel nervous at all. Yeah, And he felt, he felt like it was like a very natural progression for him. He made me feel good, but I don't, I honestly started realizing recently that a huge part of my orgasm experience is my emotional connection with my
0: partner. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. Will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think sex is such a uh, emotional thing for me, that I really don't enjoy having sex just to, like, I don't even masturbate, right? So like, it's not even like I'm really chasing that, like, I guess, eruption or like orgasm feeling. It's more a means for me to connect with someone else Mm -hmm. than anything else. Because I can go, I've been single for two years now. And I've gone more than six months without having sex with anyone and without masturbating or watching porn. And I've never craved it in that six month period. So I can go full asexual. Like I can be completely <laughs> an asexual person, like a non-sexual person. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I won't miss it. I really won't miss it. But I found that like once I do start having sex with someone, so I had like a friends with benefits situation earlier this yeah. year where I was having sex regularly, That's when I craved it the most. Like, that's when I was always thinking about it. I wanted it. I was even tempted to masturbate at times. Like,
0: you know, like you're tempted,
1: but you didn't. I tried and it just like, I felt embarrassed and weird.
2: Oh,
0: and like, I don't know what to do.
2: Will you walk
0: us through the details of your trying? I know earlier you were like, not to be too graphic, but here we're often very graphic. Like, I always have to check the explicit box for iTunes because. Oh, you
1: do. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I remember one of my gripes that I had with my long term relationship was that he never wanted to use toys or lingerie or anything like that. And so he was only turned on by pure nakedness. Like he didn't want anything else.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, I do like nakedness, but I also like other things.
1: Yeah. And so I went seven years without ever trying that stuff. Like he wouldn't even watch porn with me. Like he didn't want to do that kind of stuff. So once I started, to, once I felt comfortable with my next sexual partner, which was my friends with benefits situation this year, I told him like, I would like to try using toys and he was yeah. down. So I bought like a vibrating ring,
0: a toy. cock ring, like a, like it goes on his yeah. penis. Exactly.
1: Yes. Oh, wow. I bought that and we used it a couple times, but I didn't like using it while it was on him. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't It, it just like, it didn't make proper contact with me. Okay. The anatomy didn't work where I could feel the vibration and only he felt the vibration and it wasn't doing anything for him. Oh. So we're just like not using it. Yeah. Sounds- and then, but one day when I was horny and I was like, maybe I should just try masturbating, you know, like I'm like, ah, maybe this is the time. So I took that ring out and I was like, maybe if I just put this on my clitoris while it's vibrating, I could start to learn how to like, I could be turned on.
2: Yeah,
1: And I did try it and it did feel good for like a second, but then I felt kind of stupid and funny. And just mm. like, I, uh, I'm not the type of person who can like imagine like sexual situations to the point where I can get really turned on to the point where I would masturbate and like actually climax from it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, I'm hoping I do eventually, like I would love to start masturbating at some point. Yeah, I know it's a very important part of sexual health to masturbate. So I'm still trying to learn how to do that on my own. But
0: honestly, I didn't realize that I enjoyed clitoral stimulation until this year. Okay, because I have so many questions about your orgasm. But I do want to say one thing about masturbation first. Yeah. It wasn't until I started talking to more people in doing this podcast that I realized I almost my entire life masturbated without fantasies. Like I just did it for the sensation, but, but, but like, not like purely for the sensation. Cause like there is a focus that comes with it. So it's yeah. almost like a focus on my own self. And it, it, it really isn't until the last few years that I've started using fantasies during my masturbation, which is just something I offer up because I'm learning more and more that everyone has their different styles and different things that work for them like I talk to some people who are like I like candles I only do it in the shower like everyone has their own whole thing right I'm still in this uh <laughs> I'm still on this magic wand kick like off and on for the last I don't know since February Um, because so my previous partner just to give you some background I had a master for two years he was the married guy that I was seeing off and on and it was like a BDSM relationship so he was my dom and I was his submissive and that's how I learned so much about myself because he was just like telling me what to do and I experienced all these things that I like loved Mm -hmm. um, being with him and Part of that was developing fantasies with him, like with him and because of him. And it was because of our dirty talk, because I'd never really dirty talked before. And so I feel so I'm just saying everything. Everyone has their own different process. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it. Check out Blue Chew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's
2: pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a
0: strap-on now. I too love having a hard cock
2: Blue Chew and I want you to
0: have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue
2: Chew for sponsoring the podcast.
0: Can I ask you about your... So you said you orgasmed for the first time with your previous partner? your seven-year partner yes okay that was the first time
1: i remember it's a funny story with him because like i actually had a huge crush on this other guy when he came onto the scene
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, and i I remember talking to him about it like oh i like this guy so much like should i text him like do and he would just give me bad advice like no just stop calling him like what and all my friends were like he likes you like obviously and i was like no we're good friends yeah and So like, I really thought of him as my best friend. Like I really did, honestly. Then one day he told me he had feelings for me and I was like, oh, all my friends were right. Um, (laughs) So then he was like, can we try to date? And I was very hesitant because Mm -hmm. I was like, you're such a good friend to me. Like I consider you one of my best male friends. And I know that if this doesn't work out, I'm going to lose you as a male friend forever and I yep. don't know if I can do that he said I'll be patient I'll wait for you like we can go at your pace like whatever I'm not going to hurt you ultimately I gave in and we did start seeing each other on a romantic level and I think because I already felt so comfortable with him as like a best friend mm-hmm. I trusted him and so I was immediately able to establish a very emotional sexual bond with him like yeah. from the get-go yeah the first time I orgasmed, we were having sex on my twin extra long dorm room bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just so I just felt so present in mm. that. And I just felt like so it was so rewarding. And the first time I ever came, I squirted, actually. Mm. And and he was just like, whoa, I've never seen that before. Yeah seen what you know like what did you see I have no idea and I never knew about squirting before that because I never was born I didn't really have sexual conversations with my friends and like it literally jumped and then I saw a puddle and I was like oh so it's like a thing where like someone could like you know like I didn't really and I was like wow I came like that was like the first time I was like that's a
0: real thing like i wait so what was he doing was he penetrating what is he manually stimulating you like how do you remember how
1: yeah he was we were in missionary mm-hmm. and and i think to this day like i've only ever came from internal stimulation i've never come from clitoral stimulation oh okay is, yeah okay. haven't ever so in my mind i think that i require internal stimulation it wasn't until this year that i realized that i probably could get there with clitoral stimulation hmm. i just happened yet but I think it can't.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is like, so funny because I know a lot of women who are like chasing the internal orgasm because yeah. they're like, oh, I can only do it outside. Cause I think it's like, yeah, I forget. I forget the figures right now. I looked up the figures for us. A study published in 2017 in the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy surveyed more than a thousand women between the ages of 18 and 94, and found that nearly 37% of women responded that they need clitoral stimulation to come, and another 36% responded that while they don't require clitoral stimulation to orgasm, it did enhance their experience. 18% of respondents said that vaginal penetration alone was sufficient for orgasm, and 9% reported that they didn't have orgasms during intercourse or achieved orgasm in other ways, such as oral sex.
1: <laughs> and for the record, like, this boyfriend never stimulated my clitoris. Like, he just didn't know how to do
0: it. He just, oh, like, didn't
1: wow. know how to do it. I don't think he knew to do it. Like, I don't think, you know, we were both, like, kind of young at the time. Yeah. Were you um, still a
0: freshman, or was this, do you remember I how old a were you? now. Okay. And he just gave a terrible head. So, like,
1: I never really had clitoral stimulation when I was with him for seven years. Yeah. Holy just, cow. Yeah. And I wasn't masturbating. So like, I wasn't even doing that to myself. You know what I mean? So for a long time, telling all my girlfriends like, "Oh, like I don't get clitoral stimulation. Meanwhile, it's just because no one had been giving it to me. You know, like that's why I wasn't getting clitoral stimulation.
0: Monica, have you considered sharing this information with your partners and just being like, so 30 minutes, I'd like you to just explore. Like, have you ever done that? Would you ever think about doing that? So it wasn't until this friends with benefits
1: this year... Stimulated my clitoris to the point where I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" And then I was like, "Whoa, this can really happen for me." It wasn't until this year that I realized that oh I could Oh my
0: gosh, him. that's so cool!
1: So now, with my partner, like my sexual partners, with him specifically, I could tell him like, "Stay there, keep going over there, like go." You know what I mean? Amazing. Like amazing oh yeah, um, fuck so yeah. That- Yeah. So Now now that I've experienced that, I'm like way more interactive, just like I participate way more in my own pleasure because now I can tell a guy like exactly where to go, exactly what I want. And like now I realize that I'm extremely communicative throughout my sexual acts so that I could get off. Whereas before I'm very passive. Like, I think in my relationship, I was very passive because I just didn't know enough. Yeah, yeah, and me too. All my experiences like before that were so like naive that I didn't even know what felt good. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, so... I know
0: exactly what you mean. I was like, yeah, yeah. yes. Not horrible.
1: Yay. Yeah, exactly. Everything was just kind of like neutral or indifferent. And now that I have an active participant in it it feels really good and uh, i find it very rewarding that's amazing but like i realized if i stayed in that relationship forever i would have never experienced this enlightenment i don't think
0: yeah can you tell us also just a little bit about what your foreplay was like or maybe wasn't like with your first boyfriend
1: so foreplay was usually just making out in the beginning mm-hmm. then it usually transition to him fingering me which i love to mm-hmm. this day i love being fingered if a man could just make out with me like as a good kisser and can yeah. think me properly i don't even need to have sex like that is like enough for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: that i don't even like i just love it so much
0: and when we're talking about fingering here we're talking about internal stimulation i'm assuming like once he goes inside internal only uh, okay. at this point in time now i yeah. need both like i Great. need like them like you need to
1: put one hand, and yeah. one hand here you know um but I'm just so aware of my G-spot like my internal G-spot I think yeah. from like my first boyfriend that like even now I could tell someone like stop right there
0: like you know what I mean like I'm just so aware of it I don't know what you mean personally but that sounds so cool like, Yeah, inside you can feel the spot where it hits and you yeah. can be like there
1: yeah I know exactly where it is like even thinking about it right now like I could feel it you know what I mean? Like I can, I could I'm aware That's of it. That's
0: fucking awesome. I have to have like the angle. I have to have a partner who can hit like the parts inside that feel good, but can also like grind on my clit with a certain like amount of pelvic pressure. Like I have to have kind of this tricky combination of both if I'm being penetrated to come. Um, I think yeah. I can come from clitoral only stimulation with like a vibrator or my fingers, okay. but but I cannot, I can't like in my brain right now, pick out my G-spot. I mean, I can make a guess. So I think that's a magical superpower you have.
1: Yeah, because honestly, that's the only thing that I've come from yeah. is that G-spot stimulation. So like, I'm just so aware of it. So yeah, it would it would usually be like being fingered. Sometimes it would transition to oral, but I just never, I didn't like the way he gave head so I could always forego it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also I was in a mindset where I'm like, oh, I don't get clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm, I just get internal mm-hmm. stimulation. Meanwhile, it's just because I hadn't get, been getting good head yeah. at the time.
0: Do you have any feelings around getting head? Like I was pretty fucking nervous and like I had the shame of like, do I smell weird or taste weird? Cause like, I didn't understand. It wasn't until this year that I really enjoyed getting head because okay. I always felt like it had to be
1: reciprocated. Mm. Like if getting head, I felt like, oh, this means I have to give him head. And yeah. I like, don't really like doing it. I'm not going to lie. I don't Ooh, really talk like... more about that, please. So here's the thing. I like doing it to men that like I really like and I've only so like I've probably had I've only given head to three partners and they were all the ones that I actually had real feelings for mm-hmm. like there were real 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 feelings and I wanted to do it like I really oh. wanted to do it and so they wouldn't even have to ask I would just do it because yeah. I like it made me feel good to have them feel pleased or pleasured you know but the minute that I felt like it wasn't my idea I didn't want to do it if I felt like they just expected it or like you know some guys love to do the head grab and it's just Stop like that <laughs> as soon as that happened I'm like I don't want to do it like you know I'm out of here yeah so, so sometimes like if if a guy would go down on me I'm like I hope they don't expect that I'm gonna do it in return because it's it has to be completely voluntary for me to do want to do it you yeah. know what I mean
0: yeah well that's the way honestly that it should be We shouldn't feel this insane pressure. I I know I've felt it before. I also do like giving head, like especially in the last couple of years, I I figured that out. And I will say caveat to the head push down thing, when yeah. it's in a previously agreed upon situation, for example, when I'm in this dynamic with my master where he's like allowed to abuse me, and I'm saying this with air quotes, fingers air quotes up in the air, um, it's part of our dynamic that we agreed upon. So then it's in the context of consent and it's like a hot, dirty thing. Right. But if any if any random person who I hadn't had like explicit conversations with and like months of built up trust, if they tried to do that, I'd be like, uh, you can leave, <laughs> get out. <Yeah. laughs> I feel like this
1: huge thing, I think, I don't know from where
0: it came from,
1: but if I ever feel disrespected in the context of sex, it is immediate turnoff for me. Yeah, Like, I just, like, it has to be completely consensual for me. Otherwise, it's just like, if you expect me to do something and you're like, please just do it, I'm like, so turned off by yeah. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, yeah. need to, you know, totally. yeah.
0: So you have given head. Can you tell us during the times you liked it? Tell us a little bit about that. Was it all emotional or were there any physical aspects of it you like? Or like what? Do you have any moves? Do you remember what your partners enjoyed?
1: Okay. So I don't like the physical act of doing it myself. Like it's not enjoyable for me. Like I don't get off doing it Mm -hmm. by the physical act. Yeah. yeah. Get off by hearing how... The man is receiving it. So like if he is clearly moaning or making noise or anything like that, I get almost like emboldened by it. Like Mm -hmm. I just feel powerful in that moment. Like I just powerful in that moment and that's what I enjoy. That can in turn get me more in the mood to have sex if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just it honestly feels like almost like a little power trip like a mini power Mm -hmm. trip for me that I can make you feel this good like I can please you to the point where you're moaning and you can't even see straight you know. (laughs) Yeah. And so like that's what I enjoy about it. Yeah. Awesome. I think in my first relationship I wasn't really great at it and then I think that in my following like two really emotional bonds when i understood how sex could feel good i had a better understanding of how sex would feel good for a man Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: that kind of changed my entire like okay so do this like you need to kind of like turn twist you know cut the balls like stroke the perineum like i just like i would like know how to do things in that way and like use your hand like you know things like that like be able to wet your like wet your mouth enough don't use teeth like you know all these- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. unless they
0: ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So like that I think I just I, I don't think I really got good at it until this year, I would say. So
0: what was it that shifted for you?
1: It's almost like an awakening. Like I don't think that I really understood how to have sex and how to be pleased properly until this year. Yeah. And it's because I was in a relationship for so long where things can just get almost routine. Yeah. And I was with a partner who didn't want to try new things. Like, he just really wasn't open to exploring new things. And, like, you know, I was someone who was very naive to porn. Like, I still am. Yeah. So it's not even like I could see what other people are doing in porn and be like, oh, let's reenact this or things like that. Like, and I, I think I really wanted him to watch porn with me so that mm-hmm. he could normalize it for me. Mm-hmm. And I could feel like this is something that we're doing together as partners. Yeah. And like still to this day, I feel really shy in terms of like even wanting to watch porn. Like I don't even know what to look up or like what
0: website to use, you know, like I really don't oh, yeah. know. that stuff. I know? will say that's something people, people ask me for porn recommendations sometimes. And I'm like, I, I'm I'm not a good person to ask. Like, I have a sex podcast because I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why is sex confusing? Like, I'm not an yeah. expert. I'm not an expert by far. That's why I'm having all these conversations. And I'm also not a porn person. Like, I'm curious and I'm intrigued. Half the time it can put me in my thinking brain that's like wondering about The performers and wondering about their lives and wondering about the production and it and it's like the least sexy place or i like get worried about consent or i'm like oh i don't have enough context to enjoy this you know so yeah i i'm right there with you i'm like how would i start googling you know i and like oh is it ethical are these people being paid properly do they even want to be doing that like i go down the whole rabbit hole with porn yeah so i really appreciate when someone's like hey here's this performer that like does her own stuff and da 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 so i feel you there
2: lovers we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice so i'm very excited and i'm going to do my best did you know the flora app is a safe place to open up embrace your desires and find like-minded people this is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams discovered a new level of shared passion and stepped into a Whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection, a shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Fleur app celebrates the beauty of open minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today.
1: My friends call me the freakiest prude. So like, (laughs) yes, they really do. Because like, when I'm in a relationship, I am ready to do whatever like I like things, you know, like, I just love it. And I'm just like, super like, into sex with my partner. Like, I love it. But then I also like don't watch porn. I don't masturbate. And like, I feel
0: uncomfortable when I watch makeout scenes on TV. Like Really? What? You love making out but watching it is different? Well, I, just, I guess I will say I love getting beatings and I don't love watching people get beaten, right. even if I know it's consensual. So, OK, I can understand that.
1: Exactly. I don't know. I just like even sex scenes to this day. I'm just like, I don't really want to watch it. You know, like, I don't know yeah. why you
2: really
1: hmm. like that. But when I'm with my partner, it's like I like am the freakiest thing. I love talking dirty like I like. Oh, will like, you please uh,
0: talk about talking dirty? You know, just like. How did you start doing it? Like, how did you know what to do if the rest of you was so um, I feel like you were a similar level of kind of naive like I was? I just don't
1: know. It's just like it's just like a. it honestly feels like a part of me literally woke up this year that like never existed before. And all of a sudden I feel really like. Like, I just feel like I know how like it's strange because when I was in my relationship, like I never would go on top. Now I like live on top. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Tell
0: tell us more. Tell us more. You like okay. You like to be on top. Uh, uh, okay. Go on.
1: Yeah, like I don't know, like, and it's not even something that I could say like, oh, I watched this through porn, so now I know how to do it. It just all of a sudden I just knew how to do it, just out of nowhere, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like I knew how to like turn a man on. I knew how to give head better. Like I knew how to like ride better. I knew how to. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I literally feel like an awakening. I don't know how else to explain it, but it it came out of nowhere.
0: Really? Okay. So it wasn't like, as you met your new partner, your hookup buddy friend, or was it? It it was like,
1: it coincided. Like I literally found a partner who was like down for what I wanted to do at the time. And I just like, was able to run free. You know what I mean? And it's so so funny because I think he is like, the first guy to give me like real feedback on like how I'm doing in terms yeah. of like not even on purpose. Like he wasn't like, Oh, like, let's talk about like, you know, he just like during sex would be like this, this pussy's amazing. Or like, oh you're, you know what I mean? Like just saying things like that. Yeah. Just the words he would use, like the moaning and everything like that. And I was just like, and it would made me feel more confident. Yeah. And it made me feel more comfortable in trying things and doing things. And I just never felt self-conscious at all. Yeah. And do you dirty text? I like to. Yeah. A lot of guys say they
0: like to, but they don't. They don't? don't. Yes. Don't. You're so right. Oh my gosh. Will you, do you have any examples you could share with us or like things that you like try to get going that then fall flat because they're like scared or I don't know, whatever <laughs> they are. There's this
1: one line that I think is like so good that I came up with and it went, felt totally flat on this guy I was like really into this guy for a few months Mm -hmm. like we never hooked up or anything like that but it was building we hung out a lot and like you could tell there was sexual tension there but he never acted on it I think he was super duper shy and I was too shy to act on it because I thought that if he was truly interested enough he would act on it just as a man I feel like you would that's what we are taught in this society (laughs) Exactly. So you know, this is before my sexual awakening. This was last year. Okay. Uh,
0: So (laughs) isn't it amazing, though, how it feels like, like a lifetime ago, because I had a, I think I was 27 to 28 when I had my shift. same thing. I had an awakening. Yeah.
1: Twenty seven, twenty eight. I just turned 28 so yeah, yeah it
0: exactly. was literally it was literally the April my birthday is April 30th and so it was at the beginning of that April that I like was like oh I do want to be tied up and I went on the internet and found a master and like was reading Emily Nagoski's come as you are and like learning which if you haven't read that I highly recommend I okay. feel like i feel like it's it's a book that goes along well with sexual awakenings
1: <laughs> so this one time we had just finished watching a movie and he walked me out to my car and it was like raining outside mm-hmm. and like it was just like really just like a cute moment and yeah. he he took me in like by the waist and he was looking at me and i was like all right finally he's gonna kiss me like this is like finally it's been months you know like what's going yes. on he never did he didn't kiss me he just hugged me for like a really extra long time like 45 seconds and then I went on my way home. And on my way home, I said, the next time I see you, I'm finding out how you taste.
0: I like that. Yeah.
1: And he didn't respond till the next day. And he what? said something like, LOL. And I was like, you're so lame. You're
0: the lamest person ever. Well, that is baffling and also like weirdly clear in the most unclear way like it's like okay well
1: yeah and then I want to say like a couple months passed and then he finally kissed me but it like took him way too long and then by the time he did I was just uninterested I was like I've been it's been too long
0: (laughs) yeah and so you guys never had any explicit conversations about like what is happening not not that I think everyone should but I've been initiating them lately and people are like why are you asking me this
1: yeah he was actually the first guy to ever he was actually the only guy to ever send me a dick pic so i okay. knew that he was interested right so that's why like i was even that's
0: extra in confusing him,
1: right so i'm like okay so clearly he's interested if he's volunteer like it was unsolicited. Yeah. i did not ask for it you know yeah. and then he like never made a move for a long time but would you know like would get jealous when other guys were talking to me that's and stuff like that. so i was like It was so weird. And then finally he kissed me. But by that point, I was like, I am so uninterested at this point.
0: So I'm curious with your hookup buddy, how did you how did that happen? And how does it feel to you since you mentioned that you are an emotionally turned on person? Like how does that kind of fit in for you?
1: Okay, so this hookup this friends with benefits was someone that I've known for a couple of years, Mm. we had gotten close, similar to like the like the seven year ex situation where like, we were friends first. And I felt very comfortable with him. I was like very like trusting of the relationship, and I think that's why I felt very open with him mm-hmm. um, right off the bat. And it was just like a very I think it's the most soulful connection I've ever had with someone was this relationship recently, well, mm-hmm. friends with benefits situation recently, yeah. where I just felt like completely vulnerable but never scared. If that makes sense. Wow. And, like, yeah. That's and, amazing. Like, and he, uh, and it's also because, like, he was very vulnerable with me as well. And he made it okay for me to be vulnerable. Like, yes. if I shared something that was vulnerable, he would literally say, thank you for sharing that and kiss me on the forehead. You know, like, that type of yeah. thing where you're basically encouraging me to continue being vulnerable. Yeah. Which I think was the first time I really felt that with someone else. Mm. And because of that, like, I just felt very sexually just like attracted to him and just compatible with him. Obviously, this is the situation that taught me that I cannot do casual relationships because I just get way too like emotionally invested. And he wasn't someone that I saw myself with long-term. Right. Like, but I could see myself with Mm long-term. So I ultimately had to end it. And it was a really hard thing for me to end. But like, I'm so grateful for him because he's the first person who like, Taught me that I like clitoral stimulation. Who like agreed to use toys with me. Like really was encouraging and like me being vulnerable during yeah. sex. Yeah, everything like that. Like That's he's amazing. Like, it's for me for the rest of my
0: life. You yep. know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah. That's kind of what I had with my master and it was, you know, he was 25 years older than I was and married. So I knew it wasn't a relationship that could go anywhere. And I will say I've had a super struggling time letting him go. Like we basically have been breaking up for a year. Like our most recent good because I tried again. Oh, so background for you. I got herpes in November in my throat because I like deep throating. Yep and so i had this whole like mini meltdown and i did an episode on it and talked to my my friend who's in med school and did all my research and you know i'm i haven't been with any new partners since but i did see my former master once after i got herpes because he doesn't care and like was very supportive and was very like there for me um but we had a session that's what we would call it, like when we would fuck. we had like a, a hookup session where we were i didn't kiss him at all like i didn't use my mouth at all And that was just like, just, I was going to, I was thinking about that earlier when you were talking about making out and how hot it is and everything and how that was just like a fucking weird, like disconnected for me. It was just like, it's weird to have sex with someone and not kiss them for me. I've never really done that before, but he was my person that I, as I was exploring these things in myself, I then got to like, practice with another human and so it's like yeah those relationships are really special yeah exactly how are you dating not right. like how are you finding new people not like what do you what's your plan <laughs> just like okay, curious so, in general so it,
1: it's kind of like interesting so like when I said that like um, my friends call me the freakiest prude it's like I after that relationship that friends with benefits relationship I like dated a few people but yeah. like never had sex with them yeah. so like I did this guy for three months yeah. and I was uh, I'm not really compelled to have sex with you. So I'm just not going to do it. Yep. And, you know, my MO lately has been like, let me just see, you know, like I like making out. And like, if I like making out, then we'll see where it goes. And then my second step is like, if they give me good head, then we'll see where it goes. And then, you know what I mean? Like, yes! that kind of thing. and then like, <laughs> but I'll never reciprocate. So like, I won't give them head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I don't really care because <laughs> Fuck yeah. I just don't care. You know, <laughs> um, now I'm at the point where it's like, well, no one said you were going to get in return. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You volunteered to do this. So yeah. that was your like own choice. I mean, I, and, you know, usually a lot of men like doing it anyway. So it's not like it really bothers them.
0: Have you had anyone ask you like, hey, are you going to uh, like, have you had any anyone like that? No. Oh, good. I haven't. I actually really have not. So I well, feel lucky. In that good, sense. On, good on you Never. for selecting nice people
1: yeah yeah and then um I recently like kind of reconnected with someone and I decided to have sex with him even after not having sex for four months since the friends with benefits thing I just didn't have sex for like I would say five months four to five months and it's because I felt comfortable with him again so I realized it's like a recurring theme that now I really only have sex with people that I really feel comfortable with like safe with trusting with yeah And, and because I really don't do it for the actual sensation. I'm really doing it for the emotional connection. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And because of that, I'm very um, particular with who I decide to have sex with. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been great. And I just, I just, I like being that choosy when That's it comes to, nice. yeah. Because now I actually enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I. Enjoy it.
0: That's yeah. That's amazing. And not doing something just for the sake of doing it. Exactly. Which I've definitely been guilty of because I can feel like the want or the desire and I'm just like searching and trying to like scratch that itch and it and it's so unsatisfying when it's not someone that I like give a shit about, you know, like it, right. it and I've and I've slept with plenty of nice people, but it's like you yeah. were saying that thing, I don't know, you, yeah, making if they can't make me laugh whatever whatever.
1: Since the breakup with the long-term ex, I've had a lot of good head and it just turns me on to the fact that like i did not i didn't know what i was missing for a long time with this partner you know what i mean yeah now i'm like oh the head is great
0: (laughs) that is so amazing um i'm a person that is usually on the initiating side of things like i'm the one like unbuttoning and unzipping
2: Uh
0: how if i weren't that way can you just walk me through what it's like to just, like, how do you get from making out to getting head? Because I'm usually, like, pulling out par- their parts and, like, trying to put my mouth on them. Not now, but, you know, I was. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, how do I get it, basically? Yeah, like, what's the, just what's the progression like? Walk us through that.
1: Okay, so usually we, like, start by making out. I'm really not an initiator. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I usually wait for the guy to initiate unless I feel very comfortable. Like, unless we're already like have like a rhythm set where like I know that this person is like not going to reject me, I guess. Yeah. I um, have no problem initiating. So, usually we make out for a little while and then I like to like, I guess, straddle. I like, like, I like to straddle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. while I'm straddling, I like to like kind of, I guess, gyrate I don't know mm-hmm.
0: how you would say it dry humping dry humping doesn't yeah, dry sound sexy humping. but dry humping is very sexy I it's think it's so hot, hot. it's, it's that so it's such a tease and a turn-on for me I fucking love it it's, but if I can feel a boner through some jeans <laughs> love um, it yeah, that's
1: all I need so <laughs> I do that for a little while then usually the guy gets excited my shirt comes off then it goes it transitions to like you know boob sucking nipple sucking for a little while which i really like too yeah um are your nipples sensitive um so i have a nipple ring on one uh-huh. nipple, and the other one doesn't have okay and i like the dynamic
0: like yeah what's the what is the difference in sensation like so with the one with the nipple ring is like way more
1: it's it's funny because people say like once you get a nipple ring you lose sensation there but for me it's it's like even, it's like hyperactive. Oh, I wow. Know, I don't know why. I just feel a lot on that one. So I like feeling that, but then I also like feeling it like nothing on the other side. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I like that. And then usually just it just transitions to like, you know, my pants coming off. And then I tell them to put a finger in me because like, that's what I like. That's what I like. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then... One finger or like many fingers? What
1: I need to do? <laughs> I just kind of go with the flow uh, Usually So lately It's been starting with the man Touching my clit mm-hmm. And I'm like oh yeah This feels really good And then I'm like okay Then I'll tell them to put the finger in there And then from there like you know I'll just tell them to take my underwear off And then they just they just know what to do You know okay. what I mean Like okay. I've, I've never had to request it They just go down That's great okay then I could like coach them while they're down there That's amazing <laughs> Yeah
0: how do you end things? How do you leave things with people when you're not gonna go farther? How do you stop stuff? Honestly, I've
1: only had to do that one time because, like you know, like I said, like I really don't, I really don't get to that place with a lot of people where mm-hmm. like i feel even really comfortable with hooking up with them. Yeah, just, I can only re- remember one time this year where I was like, oh, like it's not gonna go any further, and it, I just basically stopped and I said like, like I, I kind of move slow. I, I just told the person like I move slow. like it's okay and that's it like I'll just stop where I feel like what my limit is and then that's it and then we just transition to cuddling and that's amazing you're a genius
0: Yeah. yeah did going through medical school change your relationship with sex at all like learning all the anatomy things or anything like or was it just like so much sleep deprivation and exhaustion that you were just like too stressed for sex
1: I think that in theory, it sounds like once you get to know like the anatomy more that you would be more in tune with like your sexuality and stuff like that. Or the
0: opposite. I don't
1: know. That just like did not happen for me. I don't know why. I think that I had the least amount of sex while I was in medical school. Like I had more sex before and after.
0: That makes total sense to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know why. And it's not even like I was like really sleep deprived. I just like I was in a long-term relationship during most of med school and then after the relationship ended i was celibate for over a year where i was just like i need to get over this breakup and for me like i just can't get emotionally attached to anyone else so that means i cannot be dating anyone else yeah yeah
0: yeah what are some of your dreams for your sexual self going forward and do you have any fantasies that you'd like to explore like have you come up with any i don't i don't know how you Let's see. I don't know how people do I did with a partner like it was through having this really kinky partner that I started developing fantasies and then like thinking of stuff by myself but I'm always so curious to know what people's like hopes goals and dreams are for their <laughs> sexual future I,
1: I actually do have a lot of like goals that I'd like to set oh, at Tell le- tell us the next couple of uh, at least years I guess a I would like to start masturbating I think that it would give me so much insight into what I would need out of my partner. If I know what I need out of myself type of situation. Um, and I would like to be in a relate, a sexual relationship with someone where the person is open to trying new things, open to hearing what I need, open to doing things that may make them feel uncomfortable. Like I want to be able to watch porn with my partner and, you know, not feel uncomfortable or awkward or weird about it and what
0: else do you ever think you would want to explore butt stuff or have you
1: um so not butt stuff by me doing it to anyone else yeah for sure no (laughs) i don't think i think like my my long-term partner has tried a few times to like have anal sex with me Mm -hmm. it just never worked like it just hurt so bad that like it wouldn't even like as soon as he came near I was like screaming so I just <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah yeah okay. and it's because obviously like neither of us knew how to do it properly like I know that there's like a whole process
0: to it that like I recommend of... butt plugs and lube if you ever want to go explore like start with a tiny butt plug work your way yeah. up go slow
1: exactly and like we never did any of that so yeah. there was no proper preparation and yeah. so it was, like it is not feasible.
0: I I would never have gotten into it if I didn't have a partner that was like obsessed with butt stuff. And that was my master. And he trained me as he likes to say.
1: Exactly. So (laughs) like, you know, I I feel like it was like the blind leading the blind in that relationship for a little while. Um, and now I don't really think, I honestly don't have an, an urge to, to do it. If that makes sense. Like, I just like, I don't have a desire to do it probably because i just remember it being painful yeah. like that's memory of it that makes you know
0: total I mean? sense to me what about weird locations or like like do you have an exhibitionist streak or is it if it's more about emotional connection maybe not unless it's like connecting with that person in a weird place
1: oh when i was like first on the scene on the sex scene i loved having sex like in public and really? i like had sex like in a staircase, like in the dorm building, or like in the movie theater in New York City. Like I've had sex on movie theater. Like I've had oh, wow. with
0: other people there. Like there how, are other people. how? Um. Like are you like sitting on their lap, like facing yeah, forward, so or? Initially, it was like
1: me sitting on the person, and then they got on their knees, and I was sitting in the chair. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or like I had sex on like. Ninth uh, Avenue one time, like, just in the bushes. Like, you know, just like, <laughs> just like weird things like that. In the laundry room oh one time in college. Oh, like, my gosh. It, yeah, but now I don't do any of that. Did now, you ever get
0: caught? Like, did anyone walk in on you? No. Wow.
1: No. Okay. But in the movie theater thing, I think that uh, when I went to the, like, bathroom after the movie was over, like, a lot of the women in the bathroom like gave me dirty looks. So I think they knew something was going on. <laughs> Well, (laughs) but um, not anymore. I'm not really interested in doing any of that anymore. I'm just like very much about like the privacy, intimacy part of it now. Whereas before it was like more excitement and just like, you know, figuring things out before. And now it's more like this is like an act of love type of thing. You know what I mean? Totally.
0: Yeah. And you said you have younger siblings. Do you talk with them about sex now at all? Oh my God. I would love to tell you that I could do it, but like if my sister, even if my younger
1: sister brings up ever, like she told me one time she made out with a guy in college Mm -hmm. and I was so uncomfortable. Like I was so upset, but I had to pretend like I wasn't because I knew that if I showed her my uncomfortableness, she would never open up to me again. You know what I mean? Really? Like, Oh, okay. You know, but inside (laughs) I was dying. I was dying on the inside. But yeah,
0: that is so wild to me, because you seem so open. And you're talking to me, and I'm basically a stranger. Well, I'm very open
1: with everyone else except
0: my siblings. And
1: I'm okay.
2: like,
0: so, but both my siblings are
1: virgin still. And okay. I am so happy. Like, I'm like, so, so <laughs> happy. That they are. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. like, I have tattoos and piercings. But like, the minute my siblings talk about getting tattoos and piercings, I'm like, no, you shouldn't do that. You know, I'm such a hypocrite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, I have my hypocrite speak for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Uh, uh, oh, speaking of which, I, I usually try to bring this up when we're talking about hooking up or like meeting new partners. What sort of conversations do you have around protection and sexual
2: health? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes.
1: When I was first, like when I first lost my virginity, I would definitely use condoms. Mm hmm every time. Yeah. Like I, I don't ever remember having unprotected sex. Yeah. When I first, which is like surprising for me, that's like I especially like being in college, like, like feel like a lot. That's when most people do have unprotected sex.
0: Yep. At least once as an accident. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And I'm saying accident with air quotes. Yeah. 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 <gasps> but then like when I was in a long term
1: relationship would we would like never we would always do the pull out method. Always. Oh, wow. Very
0: okay. Very risky. You weren't on birth control?
1: no wow yeah (laughs) wow pregnancy scare which is like honestly really like very risky yeah and then now i've only had two partners since that breakup Mm -hmm. and one was a friends with benefits and i did not use protection with him Mm -hmm. and like but i was on birth control okay But now I use, like, with the latest partner, I do use protection every time. Like, I always bring in, like, do you have a condom? Even though I have an IUD and there's no chance of me getting pregnant, I just don't want to get any sort of, like, STD or STI or blah, blah, blah. I don't
0: blame you. Also, as a person, I'm bringing this up specifically because I got herpes in my throat after two conversations explicitly with this partner about using protection. But we didn't use it for blowjobs. So... (laughs) Not for exactly. deep and for deep throating because that's uh, I'm partial to. So,
1: and like honestly, I think that me being a doctor now has really awoken me more to using protection and how yeah. serious it is and how like important it is. So I think moving forward, especially, I don't think that I. I was actually talking to my friend about this the other day where I don't think that I would give head to another man until I know for sure that we are exclusive. Totally, Unless I. Exclusive with this man. Yeah. And I always, always even tell my friend, like, and if I should bring this up and he decides that he doesn't want to give me head because I'm not giving him head, that would be fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't do it unless we're exclusive.
0: I think that's uh not a bad idea, especially since I'm now in a place where I'm like, you want a blowjob with a condom just to keep you safe? <laughs> like just, just in case, because there's a, there's asymptomatic shedding and I don't know when it's gonna happen. Um right. <laughs> okay my final and favorite question is if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice what age or ages would you pick and what would you say
1: okay i would probably pick my relationship the long-term relationship i think the like the couple of encounters I had before that just had to be blunders just because I think that I think it's really hard for people in starting out to even have a clue of what they're doing anyways. Um, you know, oh, yeah. but I would tell like my 18, 19 year old self that it definitely gets better. Definitely explore masturbating way earlier in life. I would probably tell that I would tell myself to do that. And then my seven year relationship, I would say, like, try to push doing different things a little bit more than I did. Like, I think I felt really shy for a long time to like, oh, like I want to use a toy. I want to wear lingerie. I want to watch porn with you. I want to do something, you know, you know, different. And I just felt so uncomfortable having those conversations that I would definitely push it. Yeah. I think a little yeah. bit harder during that long-term relationship. I wish I had this like sexual awakening experience earlier in life, but you know, I'm still young. I guess it doesn't matter, but yeah. Yeah it's such a different it's it's just involved so much in this last year alone that i'm excited for what the future holds yeah hooray for that yeah
0: amazing monica thank you so much for being on this podcast of course thank you for having me oh my gosh yes